Thanks for joining us on Stand Strong in the Word podcast with author, speaker, and worldview expert, Jason Jimenez. Stand Strong in the Word podcast is devoted to walking listeners through the Bible in a fresh and powerful way. We pray your spirit is nourished as you gain new perspectives and a renewed appreciation for God's Word. Now, here's Jason Jimenez. Welcome to Stand Strong in the Word podcast. Jason Jimenez with you as always. I'm so glad that you're tuning in to the podcast today. Man, I just always look forward to the time to record these podcasts as I open the gospel accounts and study through them and just learn more about our Savior. It's just so refreshing to me. So I I just pray that these podcasts are a blessing to you. And as always, if you've missed any previous podcast, you can always go to SoundCloud. You can go to iTunes. You can go to our main website, StandStrongMinistries.org. Click on podcast. All the archives are there with my study notes. So make sure you take advantage of those things. And by the way, if you want to send me a question, if there's maybe something I didn't cover or you have additional question, even about a passage of scripture in the Old Testament or in the New Testament, and and you're just struggling through it and you want to get my take on things, man, I'd love to receive an email from you that we can correspond and study the scriptures together and do my best to answer your questions. And if you have a prayer request, I would love to pray for you. So if there's anything that we can do here uh, on the podcast to help you grow in your faith, know that we are here to serve you in any capacity. So with that being said, today's title, Are There False Teachers in Your Church? This is going to come out of Matthew 7, 15 through 20, and the cross-referencing is Luke chapter 6, 43 and 44. Now, I got to say, as we start off, that this is very important for us to discuss, and I'm glad that Jesus covers this before he ends the Sermon on the Mount. Much of the New Testament, many of the epistles that were written, letters to the church, was warning the church against false teachers. Jesus does it here in this passage, where I'm going to read to you in a minute. And I think that as you and I go into this discussion, my friend, as we go to this passage, I want you to consider where you're at right now, what church you're attending, what kind of ministry you're involved in, what kind of books you're reading, what kind of conferences you've attended, even some of your friends or people that are in your small group, and ask yourself, are there any false teachers around me? Now, in this podcast today, I'm going to teach you how you can be aware through taking what Jesus says here today and applying it to our lives today so that you and I can be protected. That's my whole purpose, my friend on this podcast today is to make sure that you are under sound teachers. So let's read Matthew chapter 7, beginning in verse 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. So right out the gate, notice what Jesus says here in verse 15. Beware of false prophets. Now, in this one verse, we will see the difference between what a sheep is, meaning a true follower of Christ, just like the narrow gate, versus the wolf the false teacher, the one that comes to bring destructive teaching. Now, if you go back in Matthew chapter 7, 13 and 14, remember Jesus warned of the wide, the wide gate that leads to destruction. I believe that was referencing the false teachings of the Pharisees. So you can just supplant that to whatever false teachings are of today. 
Now here in the passage that we have before us in verses 15 through 20, Jesus is now going to say, okay, remember, I don't want you going down this wide gate that leads to destruction. Now, in order for that to be the case, in order for us to be protected, we have to make sure that we're not going to be following people that are going to deceive us. That's what Jesus is saying here. I want you guys to understand the difference between what a sheep is and wolf is. So this word that he uses here, beware, is a Greek word prosecco. It means to always be ready to pay attention, to respond appropriately to any danger, to be on guard. Now, that is important, my friend, because I cannot tell you how many people in the church today who are clueless with the things around them. It's oftentimes like, you know, a child at the playground. Yeah, the parents are there. And as as long as the parents are around, they think everything's okay. And so oftentimes in the church, we think, oh, leader so-and-so is there. Pastor so-and-so is there. Elder so-and-so is there. And you're right. We should think that. We should have leaders who got our back, who are overseers of our souls that are going to be there to teach us, to care for us, to love us, and to protect us from harm. But my friend, that is not always the case. There are people, and perhaps you're one of them, I don't know. But I know for a fact in my life, I've even shared ministry with people in a church that turns out they were a false uh, teacher, a false prophet. It's not always based on what they teach, but how they also live. And if they live a life that's unrepentant, if they justify their sin so that they don't lose their job or keep their marriage or whatever the case may be, keep their their power. That is a false prophet indeed. Now, what is a false prophet? Just so we can be clear. It's someone who teaches contrary to the Bible. So as I mentioned before, it's not just a, a heretic in the sense that they are teaching against the Trinity, teaching against the infallibility of Scripture, teaching against the divinity of Jesus Christ, teaching against uh, salvation is by grace through faith, teaching against the second coming. Those definitely are cultish religions that teach things that are contrary to the Bible. But a false prophet is also someone who's recognized as a false spokesperson for God. You can see this in Deuteronomy 13 and Jeremiah 23. There, and there are many other passages of Scripture. Matter of fact, Jesus warns us of not just false prophets, but also false messiahs that will come. He said in Matthew 24, for false Christ and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Paul says in Acts chapter 20, 29, and 30, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves will rise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Notice what a false teacher will do. They will wait until the shepherd leaves to come in there and to take advantage of the situation and to twist things to draw people away. Peter said this about false teachers in 2 Peter 2, 1 and 2. He says, but false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction, and many will follow their sensuality. And because of them, the 
the way of truth will be blasphemed. So notice that Jesus says there will be false Christs, there will be false messiahs. So there will be people who actually come out of the woodworks, whatever, whatever region, whatever background, whatever education, uh, ethnicity, whatever, they come out of something and they proclaim them to be the Messiah. They, they are the savior of the world. So you will have those type of cults and those type of religions, okay? But then you're also going to have some false prophets who will come and they will prophesy. They will say that God has given me a vision. He's given me a word. And they will speak that word to an individual, to a group of people in the church. And that person is not a spokesperson. What they're teaching is contrary to even what the Bible teaches. They're adding new prophetic visions that the Bible does not teach, for example. And then there's false teachers. There will be people who will take a passage of scripture and they will twist it to their own advantage. So that is a way for us to differentiate between uh, some of these different false teachers that will be in the church and those passages of scripture that we see that many of the apostles had to deal with that. So notice what Jesus says here. He says, these type of false teachers, these false prophets, they will come upon you in sheep's clothing. Now, remember in scripture that we just read, Paul talks about them coming among the wolves, not sparing the flock. Peter says that they will uh, secretly come in here so quietly that they rise among us. So they are a part of the flock, if you will. And the reason Jesus is saying this is because he's giving us insight that false teachers, they will go to great lengths to disguise themselves under the cloak of innocence. That is what they're attempting to do, to disguise themselves to be just like us, they can mimic us, they can act the part. And as I mentioned earlier, when we are not, uh, in, in, the, in the words of Jesus, beware, right? If we're not aware, if we're not standing ready, paying close attention and being on guard, we can be fooled. They're playing the part. So not every false teacher, false prophet will speak things that are against the scriptures. They will use the Bible to lure their people in to go down that road to destruction. Now, notice Jesus says they come in as sheep, as a sheep. They, they pretend to be clothed as one of us, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. So now remember, I've, I've told you that the Sermon on the Mount is about the intent of the heart. So now when it comes to the, the case of a false prophet, their intent, hear me, friend, their intent, a false prophet's intent is to devour the sheep. Paul warned about this deceptive disguise in 2 Corinthians 11, verses 13 through 15. He says, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. So the difference between a sheep is a follower of Christ who is a part of the flock who follows the shepherd through the narrow gate. And then here you have the wolves who are among us, but they're clothed. They're disguising themselves. They want to devour the sheep. So they can care less about the sheep and they can care less about the direction and the care of the shepherd. So we see that in Matthew 7 verse 15. Now we jump to verses 16 through 20, and here we see what their fruit is like. So now let's go into further investigation about how uh, a false teacher lives and how you and I can be aware of them and we can recognize a sheep from a wolf. Notice he says, you will recognize them by their fruit. So that's how you and I are going to know, my friend. 
whether or not you and I are around a false teacher. Now, this word recognize means to come to know, to perceive. So notice the key thing here, because a lot of times I've talked to people and even I have felt foolish. Like, how, how did I not see that? Well, the point is, this word recognize, you will come to know. The more you're around this person, they, they, they seem to look like a sheep from a distance. They sound like a sheep. They smell even like one. But after a while, you'll start realizing this isn't really a sheep. This is not acting like a sheep. What is going on here? So this idea is this from beware to recognize is that we need to constantly stay alert and to always acquire new information about teachers and leaders and to test them, to test whether their teachings and their behavior is according to scripture, that it matches the word of God. So my friends, the key thing in recognizing their fruits is not just what they say, not just their words, but their deeds as well. So that is very important. One of, one, of, one of the best ways to do that is to befriend people, get to know them, okay? That is the key. This is not, not just accepting a profession of faith. I think we oftentimes do that. Well, I saw them uh, give their life to Jesus Christ. People can go through the emotions. People can say whatever they want to say and not believe with the sincerity of their heart what they're saying is true. So the point here that Jesus is saying by recognizing them by their fruits is their practice of the faith. They can profess one thing, but how do they live it out? John challenged the church to test the spirits, my friend. That's what we're called to do. If we're going to beware of these false prophets and if we're going to recognize them by their fruits, we must test the spirits. John says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have come into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. 1 John 4 one through three. So when Jesus says in verse 16, are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? He's not asking a question because he doesn't know the answer. It's like a rhetorical question. One commentary puts it like this. It says, quote, images drawn from horticulture would have resonated with Jesus' audience as first century Palestine was primarily an agrarian society. In the Greek text, this rhetorical question is phrased in a way that expects a negative answer, like, of course not, end quote. So Jesus is saying, look, they pretend to be something, but they're really not that. So we know that they're not a sheep, but they're a, they are a wolf. And so when you know their fruit, just like a fruit tree, when you go to a grape, they don't, they're not gathered from thorn bushes. You don't gather figs from thistles. So we know that type of an analogy, again, looking at trees. Likewise, he says, when you uh, look at a healthy tree, you know that it will bear good fruit. But a diseased tree will bear what? Bad fruit or no fruit at all. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit. And of course, a diseased tree cannot bear good fruit. So Jesus is saying in verses 7, 17 and 18, everything in nature produces after its own kind. And he says the same applies to our spiritual life. So if you and I sow to righteousness, according to what Jesus is saying here, we will reap what? A righteous living. If you and I follow false teachers... If we accept their doctrine, if we accept their way of life, we will sow, if we sow to that, we will reap corruption. We will go down that destructive path. Jesus said, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit, for each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. 
and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks, Luke 6, 43 through 45. So see, that puts it in context that a false teacher, no good treasure comes out of their heart. No, nothing good comes from their heart because they're evil. Their intent is evil. So because they have an evil heart, they will have evil intention. And their evil intention is treasure that produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So in verse 15, we saw the difference between a sheep and a wolf. Then we got to see, according to the teachings of Jesus, how we could know the fruit of a false teacher and looked at what Peter had to say, what Paul had to say. And now in our final thing on today's podcast, when we look at verse 19 and 20, we will see the final judgment that will come upon false teachers. Jesus says here, every tree that does not bear fruit will be what? Cut down and thrown into the fire. So false teachers are worthless and they're fruitless and they will be judged someday. John the Baptist warned us against the bad fruit of false teachers in Matthew 3.10 when he says, even now the ax is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. The ax is a metaphor that, that uh, John the Baptist uses about impending judgment. And then the fire, of course, that he uses here has to do with the wrath to come. So false teachers, my friend, they have impending judgment on them. You could be asking yourself right now, you say, Jay, I know exactly uh, that this person, leadership, this pastor is a false teacher. I know for a fact they are, and yet they're still in the position of power. How can that be? Well, guess what? They will receive judgment someday. False teachers will receive the wrath of God on their lives at some point. Those who, who profess to be a, a follower of Christ, but turns out they weren't. Now, those people who uh, live in the Christian faith because they have accepted it, they've accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and they've even at some point in their life accepted the call to become a pastor. But then along the way, they uh, started to uh, get into some form of sin, let's say pornography, or they started to flirt with women or someone of the same sex, and they got lured into that. And before you know it, they started to pursue an inappropriate relationship. And then if they got called out and they've denied it and they're unrepentant, you say, well, what about those kind of people? Well, I believe that the judgment of God will fall upon them at some point too. And just because they may still be remaining in power doesn't mean that they've gotten away with it. I know a lot of people in ministry that are living sinful lives. They're unrepentant and they know what they've done is wrong. And they continue to remain in a place of, of power. But you know what? They're not respected. They're doing everything in their own strength. And someday they will be judged. They will have to give an account for that. And then in this final phrase that Jesus uses, thus you will recognize them by their fruits. At the end of this discussion, false teachers, they don't bear fruit. They don't, they don't bear the fruit of the spirit. And so even if you look at someone who is in leadership and they don't bear out the fruit of the spirit in Galatians 5, 16 through 26, you should be concerned. Not only that, but false teachers will not discern, they will not discern the will of God in their lives. Um, and, and I'll say that in two ways. One, in one sense, because they're not living for God, because they're not followers of God. They're not a child of God. They're not saved. Therefore, they're, they've not surrendered to God's will in their life. And then you can have those other people who have accepted Christ as a Lord and Savior, but they no longer want to do the things of God the way that God wants them to do it. They want to do things their way. 
And so that could be a very, very prideful, very, very arrogant individual that leads with an iron fist in the church world is someone who spiritually abuses the congregation. And that is just as bad as someone who sexually abuses people in the church. It uses their position of power to take advantage of the sheep that are there. Uh, Both cases are bad. And those people will one day receive uh, God's judgment on them. And so I want you, my friend, as I conclude this podcast, to be discerning. Ask the Lord. Talk to trusted people. And you say, well, Jay, right now I'm kind of questioning whether or not I can trust some people. That's not the point here. God will give you discernment. Don't panic and freak out about everybody around you. Take this passage of scripture. If you need to spend more time uh, looking through these passages that we mentioned about other false teachers to make better sense of the culture maybe that you're in in the church world or the type of community that you have invested in, it's okay for you to take a step back and to examine it. It's okay for you to ask questions. It's, it's great that you take time to pray and seek the Lord and for, for guidance, for further guidance. But I'm telling you, if you have a big question mark already as you're listening to this podcast about a particular leader that may be in your church or, or in work or something, um, you need to investigate that. Because I believe God is always giving us insight and he's always forewarning us about things. And so I want you, my friend, to take that to heart and not to disregard that. And if you can be used by God to help other people around you that you know for a fact that they're in a situation where false teachers are taking them down a path of destruction, you need to speak up. You need to be there to help them get out of it. So my friend, I love you. I hope that encouraged you today and I will see you on the next podcast. For more information on Jason Jimenez and Stand Strong Ministries, visit us at standstrongministries.org. Thank you for listening, and keep standing strong in the Word of God.